to see the story where I'm, it's 1999. I'm on Meet the Press, a show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping Woo. son of a bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> One of those great Trump insults. What, what is the insult here? <laughs> he slumbers, apparently, that Chuck Todd. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's just bizarre. Sleepy's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you what. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> Take him a nap. It's a new approach to the presidency, Jack. And it worked. Um, we got a couple of texts on uh, Marshall's story about eat like a Victorian if you want to be healthy. We got we got a lot of people responding to that. Yes. Didn't Victoria peasants have a lifespan of like 35 years old? <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, he also got several of these. Yeah, how you die a tooth decay. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Ah, that's an excellent question. Um, how did that diet hold up against the plague? Here's the Victoria diet. Victorian diet. Gruel, whooping cough, death. <laughs> Lose a lot of weight with the whooping cough. That's right. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, these and are odd times. Got a lot of a surprising number of texts, and it's impossible to know when you're looking at the text line uh, what percentage of the audience feels the same way as the people who are texting, because people who are active in social media are not representative of regular people. Sure. Because most of us are not that active in social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever uh, picked this up through Twitter or anything like that, but there tends to be more, um, uh, people are more adamant in the world of social media. media. They seem sure. to be angrier to a certain extent. Well, and it's a small percentage of the audience will ever reach out. Oh, like, I was, uh, I forgot my phone today, but I screen captured one of the hateful responses to the pictures of cakes that I tweeted out yesterday. Oh, my two little kids. That's normal. Make a couple of cakes in a bake-off, and of course there was an angry, hateful response to that. Right. Only in social media. Right. Wow. Well, that's my response. Wow. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what's going on there. I've not known enough people who who do that. Who, if you find a puppy playing on a YouTube video, you need to, uh, I hope that puppy gets run over by a car. Right. You need to respond to it. Uh, there's a small percentage of people who are very, very angry because they have miserable little lives. And a, a number who think it's funny to say that sort of thing and then have people react uh, with outrage. Is it because nobody listens to you at home? It's got to be part of it, yeah. Yeah. So you get a reaction, and finally somebody's paying attention to you, because at work nobody pays attention to you, and at home nobody pays attention to you. Right, exactly. I suppose that could be it. Yeah. yeah, That makes perfectly good sense. It's sad. It's, you know, I observed many years ago as a teenager that uh, it's people who can't build anything that break things. Hmm. Uh, so the president was tweeting this morning about uh, gun stuff. Um. He either feels like this is still an issue or he actually wants to have an effect or both because it's not that much in the news. I don't think he needs to be um, tweeting about it from a political standpoint because it's kind of over. We we get really worked up and concerned about this for a couple of weeks, then the energy goes out of it for mm. some reason. But anyway, he's tweeted about various things that he's uh, wanting to do. And here's some opinions of Americans, according to Quinnipiac. Um, how accurate this is, I don't know. It's a, it's a respected poll. Two to one, almost two to one, a nationwide ban on the sale of assault weapons. Of course, the devil's in the details on that. What's an assault weapon? We had an assault weapon ban once. It's it's complicated. 
It's 61-35 on that. It's a 48-48 split on the ban on the sale of all semi-automatic rifles. So that is really interesting. You have a 50-50 split on the ban of all semi-automatic rifles, which would just be practically doing away with the Second Amendment. Right. Well, yeah. Because you're going to have to take away semi-automatic pistols, too. And so that's like every pistol that's sold. Right. Well, yeah, if you eliminated people who don't know what semi-automatic means, I'd, you'd have a much lower turnout for the poll. That's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's anything that's not a single shot gun. That's like anything but a musket, practically. Mm-hmm. Or a revolver, but uh, rifles, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 well, even with my revolver, which is what I have, it, I can shoot as fast as I can pull my trigger with right. my finger. I'm right. okay with people having muskets. Yeah, musket, musket. Eh, I'd hate to have to. There's an intruder in the house, honey, and I get down on one knee and I do that. <laughs> Where's thing the where ramrod? <laughs> get that ramrod going in there. Right. The ramrod's not where I left it. <laughs> you kids, I told you if I played with the ramrod, you got to put it right back where it belongs. Uh, Next to the boy. flashlight. Ah, my gunpowder got wet. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Where's my wad? Okay, fine, my And thus ends our entire. Reservoir of musket-related comments. It's all ah, we, the musket bit. That's how we end our shows. <laughs> That's all we had, I'm afraid. Um, about 2 to one sixty-three thirty-four. Do you need a flint for something? You when you might. I think that was actually the spark of the gunpowder, right? It was a hammer hitting the flint. Right. That you got to have a flint for the hammer to hit. Yeah. So I got my wad. I got my ramrod. Right. I got my gunpowder. I got my balls. You got to have your little, you got to have yeah, the ball you put in there. That's not what I heard. And then you got your flint. Exactly. There you go. That'll be on Clips of the Week. <laughs> Michael, shut up. My kids are obsessed with uh, being able to start a fire with a magnifying glass or with uh, like rubbing sticks together. Huh. How interesting. So I, gotta I do remember that, that. Oh, the magnifying glass is awesome. The doing that with sticks, I did it in Boy Scouts, but it's pretty hard. Oh, my God. I've tried and tried and tried. I didn't know the correct technique, though. Yeah, but it, it's it's pretty hard, even if you got it's the, the right spinning stuff. technique, right? Is that's the way to get it? Well, yeah, I think it's more important to have the right stuff. If you sure, it's gonna. Is stop. that right, uh, John Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> well, the dried sticks, uh, that sort of thing. Well, when we did it in Boy Scouts, we had so, like some sort of cotton and and various oh, stuff that yeah. really would light on fire with a pretty low temperature. Mm. Um, mm. Because you're just rubbing like, I don't know how the Indians did it. Good God, I had to eat a lot of raw buffalo if I was an Indian. I mean, I don't know. Ask Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth Warren. How did to... your people light fires? <laughs> mm. I got a buffalo I need to cook. I want to use all the parts. Could you help me out with that? That's hey, what I would say to Elizabeth Warren. sushi-grade buffalo. Jack, cook it, please. No, it's better this way. It's a... I don't think you can start a fire. What? No way. I could easily cook this buffalo. It's better this way. Eat it. Bison tartar. It's just the way I like it. <laughs> um, this one's not even close. So this is what the president was tweeting today about uh, raising the buying age to 21. He said he's talking to constitutional lawyers about that. He thinks the states will have to do it. 78 to 20 people are in favor of you having to be 21 years or older to buy a gun, any gun. Hmm. 78 to 20, that's not even close. Those lawsuits are already underway. I'm uh, intrigued to hear what the courts have to say. Uh, People support 
89 to 8, allowing police or family members to petition a judge to remove guns from a person who may be at risk of violent behavior. 89 to 8. I can see why, you know, there are 90% of people that I'm in favor of that. I don't understand how that would square with the Second Amendment, though. Yeah, I'm willing to explore the the idea because I have a reasonable faith in the court system. It won't go too far. But yeah, I, but that's always yeah. the rub, right? You can't imagine petitioning a, a judge to say, "My uncle says all kinds of crazy crap. He should not have freedom of speech." I mean, he just should not. <laughs> he says some of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Right, and if the pen is mightier than the sword, well, you certainly should be able to take away someone's pen. Ninety-one to six percent support banning possession of a gun by an individual with a restraining order against them for stalking or domestic sexual or repeat violence. See, there's a tough one. Mm. Um, I don't don't know how hard it is to get a restraining order. I've known of people who had restraining orders taken out on them to paint them as a bad person when there was nothing to restrain them from. It doesn't happen a lot, but I think we as a society, well, restraining orders, you know, they don't do what a lot of people think they do, which is restrain anybody. Um, they're just, it's another charge you can throw on top of somebody so you can put them in jail if they do something bad. But, um, where was I going with this? Restraining it's hard order, to say. Um, You're restra- still loading your musket. Uh, restraining order. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think we as a society are okay with the idea of, look, if, if a gal, for instance, comes to the authorities and says, I'm afraid of him, he's going to hurt me. Uh, I'm okay with granting a restraining order, whether it's needed or not. Unless, you know, it's going to impact a guy, keep him away from his kids or something like that. Because, you know, if in doubt, sure. Okay, you think you need a restraining order, fine. In a lot of cases on the restrainee end, you might think, I, ain't, I don't want to go near her anyway. Oh, my God, I hope I never see her again. So right, for whatever instance, you want. Right, but if then that is used as the basis to deny somebody a constitutional right, come on now, folks. That's not that difficult an analysis to follow. Yeah, I'm... It's like the terrorist watch list, which is infamously sloppy, overly broad, redundant, inaccurate, et cetera, et cetera. We allow people on the terrorist watcher list to get guns? Well, yeah, because a lot of them are, they have no idea how they got on there or how the hell to get off of it. Well, I hate the sort of person that loses their head, gets violent, and beats up their girlfriend or wife. I just, I hate that person. I hate them a lot. Sure. I think you're a terrible person. Um, are, are there a bunch of those people who would who would not ever shoot anybody? I would assume so. I don't know. Yeah. That, but, but I can understand why you wouldn't want them to have a gun. Maybe the difference between the only thing stopping them from shooting somebody is they didn't have a gun with them. Yeah. You know what we're leaving out of the discussion, which uh, which really saps it of all forward progress, is that, well, here, let me pose it to you like this. In what percentage of terrible things that have happened in which a firearm was obtained, le- obtained legally would the person have given up if they couldn't obtain one legally? Or would they have just gotten one illegally because they were bent on murdering innocent human beings? So, you know, I'm all for making it inconvenient. You know, the reason you got a lock on your door is not to keep people out of your house. Well, it's to keep the lazy, stupid, and like opportunists out of your house. It's so they have to make a lot of noise and take a little time to get in. Um, Because, you know, you can kick in most deadbolts. Most deadbolts. Um and in the same way, I don't mind making it harder, more time-consuming, etc., for somebody to get a gun if they shouldn't have a gun. Um, but 
I have a feeling there were super murderous people who were really talking about they would find a way. I don't know, but the maybe main, uh, maybe not. The main point of me bringing this up is there is overwhelming support for a much different world than we currently live in, gun wise. I mean, so overwhelming same, yeah. support, mm-hmm. and you would think that would translate into some sort of action in Congress. You would think, but it's not for whatever reason. Well, on a lighter uh, note, you may be able to choose your own driver's license photo soon. How has that not happened before? How has that not happened before? And the (laughs) FBI has seized over 3,000 penises. Also, Alabama ain't taking New York's crap anymore. Wow. Literally. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Sacramento Homo. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Daylight saving time. How is this still a thing? The modern daylight saving was introduced during the First World War as a fuel saving measure by the Germans. That's right. You lost an hour of sleep this morning thanks to Kaiser Wilhelm. And while back then daylight saving may indeed have saved fuel, In the modern era, energy consumption is a little more complicated. In fact, when Indiana adopted daylight saving in 2006, guess what happened? The data shows that daylight saving actually led to a 1% overall rise in residential electricity. Of course it did. Because switching on a lamp an hour later in the summer doesn't really matter when you're blasting an air conditioner and staying up all night psychotically scrolling through Instagrams of your ex's honeymoon to Morocco. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, that was funny. So you can blame Kaiser Wilhelm for something none of us want. To change the clocks a couple times a year. We want it light later, period. Leave it that way, you bastards. A couple of texts we got on the text line, which is the best place for them. 415-295-KFTC. That's where they almost always come in. 415-295-KFTC. When you try to start a fire rubbing two sticks together, make sure one of them is a match. That's a good idea. Um, I'm a, I'm a cop and a restraining order is incredibly easy to obtain many times maliciously obtained by one half of the relationship. There you go. Uh, another cop burden of proof for restraining orders is very low. Bad idea to base gun ownership on that. So yep. There you go. Uh, but anywho, did I mention the FBI seized over 3000 penises? It's gotta be shocking. Hey, what are you doing? I'm with the FBI. It's all right. No, it's not. <laughs> it is definitely not. <laughs> Tell you that story coming up. New York's poo problem has become Alabama's poo problem. And that stinks for both of them, says this article. What? I, don't, I don't get it. I don't like that sort of humor. New York City, which produces about 1,200 tons of fecal matter a day, Woo! has been shipping a lot of it to landfills in Alabama. And uh, they're not liking it. On a hot day, the odor and flies are horrific, said somebody who works at the landfill. Here's what I'd tell you. Don't work at a landfill if you don't like the smell and the flies. Mm. I was at the dump yesterday. Uh, I went with the kids. We had a whole bunch of... uh, This can happen. One thing about living in the country, 
There's nothing stopping you from accumulating garbage anywhere. I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, only your own want of how you want your property to look. I mean, because you can do whatever you want, um, which is awesome. That's why I like living in the country. But you can accumulate a lot of stuff. Number of dead pickup trucks. Various heavy equipment that no longer runs. Or your old dryer, for instance, in our case. That, you know, hmm. that, could, that could be laying out there by the fence for a long time before you ever get around to taking it to the dump. I don't care. Family of raccoons. Weeds, in it. weeds have grown up around it. I can't even see it anymore. Right. <laughs> it's a home for the birds and the raccoons. Anyway, we took a bunch of stuff to the dump. The kids loved taking the old dryer apart. They worked on that for several days with wrenches and screwdrivers. Oh, really? And stuff. Yeah. Good for them. That's took, cool. Took it completely apart. That's great. You just just gave them some tools and said, have at it? Yeah. That's awesome. Blowtorch, um, stick it down. <laughs> uh, so we went to the dump yesterday with a big load of uh, garbage. And um, Did you go to the casino also? I did not. I did not do the Marshall Plan. The modern dump is so complicated. Mm. There's like 15 different piles. They, When I was a kid, you took anything you wanted to one pile and it was free. That's the way the dump always was my whole life. Right. Anything you want, one pile, it's free. That's back when we were polluting the world. Now there are... Unsustainable. Fi- Ask Alabama. 15 different piles. They charge you a bunch of money. And they have so many restrictions. So I'm there... And there's this guy here, and he and his girlfriend are saying, look at that. Uh, and it was like some sort of workout gear, like a bench with a thing on it mm-hmm. uh, for lifting weights or whatever. He said, that looks to be perfectly fine. And he starts to load it up his truck, and some woman comes over. Hey, whip! Loads away, like, hey, you can't do that. What? I can't do what? You can't take that. Why can't I? You're not allowed to take anything from the dump. I thought, geez, for crying out loud, yeah. what damage is done to the world? Yeah. If somebody wants- the rules, that's what damage. <laughs> Follow the rules. What does it hurt the world if he wants to take some of the garbage back out? (laughs) Got to have those kind of rules, and you got to enforce them. You got me working at the dump. I'm not going to see that sort of thing. I'll I'll turn this direction while you load something in your car. Go ahead. You want to take garbage out? I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Feel free. Meanwhile, back in Alabama. Yeah. Um, It's better at wintertime if the wind blows the wrong direction. You don't get to smell. In the summertime, it's really bad. Again, says the uh, the Guy mayor is downwind of the dump. Mayor in the nearby town. Yeah, New York waste has been uh, shipping to Alabama since 1998, and Alabama has decided we don't want it anymore. Wow, too crappy. That's a heck of a deal you make with another state. You th- where you say for a certain amount of money you can ship all your poo here. Yeah. Oh, that's just disgusting. Wow, you got to be able to do something with it. We got to. You know, uh, honestly, the the modern landfill is a great idea, putting aside the mall cop Nazi uh, stupidity of, of your example. Oh, yeah, if you can recycle that stuff, why the hell not? Sure, but we've got to be able to do something with poo. Break it down into its constituent elements or something. I mean, because you can't be producing. How much poo did you say every day? 12,000 pounds? 7,000 metric tons. I don't know. Right. It was a hell of a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was well, a, something's a, got to be done with all this poo. It was an S load. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Hilarious. Donald Trump, the border wall, California's crony train, and Governor Jerry Brown could all be coming together this week. It's oh. the Crony Express. It's a play on Pony Express. <laughs> all right. All right. God. Crony Express. We got some interesting stats on that too. Yeah. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm a Couple of texts. This first one I assumed, and this is you talk about soul deadening. I work at a landfill, scavenging is against the rules because of liability. If someone took that weight machine and hurt themselves, they could sue. 
Well, it's and, that end part that's the problem. And you know how many people want to live in that world? Yeah. You know how many people want to live in a world where if I'm at the dump and I see something I'd like, I can take it home and then could sue if something happens to me? Practically nobody. Practically no one. Yet it exists yeah. in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Although I think people are coming around. Now, every time anything goes wrong, they want to sue people. So I think you're increasingly not right. God, it I hope started not. with attorneys. I hope not. Yeah. And hey, guys, I listen every day. I never picked up on the Crony Express Pony Express connection until Joe just mentioned it. <laughs> I didn't either. I had no idea. <laughs> so the Crony Express. <laughs> nope. Didn't pop in your head. Never. Not one time until mm, you just mentioned uh-uh. it. Nor this listener. Never thought of it. Joe, we're surrounded by imbeciles. So I'm with you, Marshall. All right. Surrounded by imbeciles. The Joe (laughs) Getty story. (laughs) News now with Marshall Phillips. Donald Trump is coming to California for the first time as president to inspect the prototypes for the new border wall. Now, some people in San Diego are not happy about this. The president expected to arrive at the Marine Corps Air Station Miramar tomorrow afternoon. There's going to be two rallies condemning his visit. They are going on today. Meanwhile, All right, boo-hoo, shut up. Meanwhile, Governor Brown is inviting President Trump to come to California's Central Valley while he's in the state so that he can take a look at California's high-speed rail construction project. Yeah, we're going to uh, spend $100 billion to build a train no one will ride uh, and embrace the technology of the 1800s. And what what are some of those stats that Tim the Lawyer was tweeting out over the weekend about the Crony Express, which rhymes with Pony Express? Yes. For the price of the California bullet train, according to Tim the Lawyer, you could replace every car in San Francisco with a brand new Chevy Volt and still have millions of dollars to spare. Or you could buy every homeless person in San Francisco and L.A. a $1.1 million mansion for the price of the California bullspit train. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) By the way, the Crony Express cost, did you hear as of Friday, it has gone up. It is now estimated to be coming in at somewhere between $77 billion to $98 billion dollars. This is mostly a California story still, but it is growing to become like Boston's Big Dig became, where the whole country's aware of this decades-old Rip off of the taxpayer, right, yeah. and this this will be Jerry Brown's legacy long after he's dead. And it was years ago I told you, guaranteed, it's going to be over a hundred billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's beyond question. And now even the the thieves in charge of this gigantic rape of the taxpayer are admitting it. Will it's anybody just... ever ride this train? Will it ever actually be finished? Will no. anybody ride the train no. all the way from San Francisco to L.A.? No. no and uh, I'm not even throwing in at high speed because that's off the table right. now. Yeah. The state of Corruptifornia is facing an unfunded pension liability that might hit in three to five years, it, it depends who you ask, which is going to render the idea of finishing the Bullspit Express, the the, the bullship train, uh, it's going to render that idea just yes. laughable, hilarious, impossible. And so, yeah, every dime that's spent will have been wasted and it will never be built. Thanks for taking my money, asshole. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Elon Musk is saying he is sure SpaceX will be ready to fly its Mars rocket in 2019. He was at the South by Southwest Festival and Musk said the rocket will likely be able to do short up and down flights during the first half of next year. 
and he's been mentioning this before. He claims his Mars rocket could one day fly people from city to city on Earth in rapid amounts of time. Among other things, Musk was touting it would take 30 minutes to go from New York to Shanghai using this rocket technology. Unbelievable. My man, You Elon. can't go from New York to another part of New York in 30 minutes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Elon's sending people to Mars with like the stacks of money he's finding in his couch cushions. Meanwhile, California's spending $77 <laughs> yeah. billion dollars on the technology of yep. like a century ago. To, to have those stories back-to-back is incredible. It you really got, is. You got somebody trying to, you know, really, really honest-to-goodness think outside the box and come up with something brand new. And then you got somebody going the opposite direction. It's it's a handout. It's the Crony Express. It's a jobs program. It's a gift to the union question, and the cronies. But the question I always have on this sort of stuff, does Jerry Brown believe he's a forward-thinking, setting the state on the, the cutting edge for all the future, blah, blah, blah? Or does he just, does he know it's a ripoff? And he's just feeding money to a bunch of organizations he wants to get money. I can't imagine. I think he believes it. I think he believes it. He wants to go all Japan, all China, and have bullet trains crisscrossing the country. Yeah. Yeah. One last Which is fine, but there's just a number of reasons it doesn't work. Yeah, airplanes. Let's start there. And this isn't going to be one. This is not going to be... A bullet train. It's not going to be what everybody thought when they voted for it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be going from San Francisco to L.A. in an hour at right. a cheap price. It's just not going to be. It's like uh, uh, c- c- several Conestoga wagons hitched <laughs> one to the other that have to go on a specific rail. It's way better than this newfangled aeroplane. A cautionary note for you, my friends. Why your pet's food bowl could be making you sick. There's a product testing company called NSF International. They examined 30 everyday items from a number of households around the country and discovered that pet food dishes ranked fourth in the final list of germiest spots. I don't eat out of my dog's bowl, though. So I what like to lick it, though. What difference does it make to me? Well, it was, uh, it was actually uh, uh, after the kitchen sponge, the dish rag, the kitchen sink, and the toothbrush holder. Those were all germier. When it comes to your pet's food dish, though, if you don't think you need to wash it as often, you are giving spot dry food. You should think again. Because, because of what? You haven't gotten to the because of something. But what's right. going to happen? Right. You're going to kill your pet. <laughs> you, are, you or your dog could catch a nasty bug. NSF recommends washing food in water bowls daily, either in a dishwasher yeah. or with soap. Go and ahead hot and live, daily? live that daily. lifestyle. Nah, live that lifestyle happening. where you put your dog's bowl in the dishwasher every day. Say, he seems happy. With they it. say it can generate E. coli and oh, salmonella. No. Mm. E. coli. <laughs> Exposing your pet to dangerous, dangerous bugs. Gotcha. NSF, not safe for work. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Ah, the eagle of freedom. The, the great bald eagle, our national bird. Reaching in my ear. The great free country where if you take something from the dump and it hurts you, you can sue and get a bunch of taxpayer money. Land of the free, my ass. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, they're inventing a new kind of crazy every day, and the FBI came across a morgue worker who had apparently stolen 3,000 embalmed penises. From dead bodies? Not from live ones. Because they would have reported that. Wow. Yeah. How many? 3,000. Wow. 
Is there more to this story? Is yeah. that pretty much it? No, there's more. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that is a new kind of crazy. Yep. Think about how much space that would take up in your home. <laughs> now, in our spare bedroom, I'd like to show you my collection of embalmed penises. How did he have them wow, filed? They, they filled the room. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Stay with us. By date, by weight? Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some text reaction on the you need to wash your dog bowl in the dishwasher once a day story. I don't wash my dishes once a day. My dog will eat a rotting squirrel carcass he found in the road and drink green water. But his dog dish will do him will do him in. Big soap is running this story. I agree. And also, also, Marshall, don't encourage those types of people that put their chihuahuas in baby carriages and don't have children because they don't have enough money for kids and a dog uh, to uh, to live this lifestyle where they need to wash their dog bowls every day. Oh, yeah, hey. that's, that's absolutely right. My dog, thinking about it, was chewing up a dead rat he found somewhere yesterday in the yard. So I'm supposed to run his dog bowl through the dishwasher Please. to avoid germs. I've seen where you lick. <laughs> wash your own bowl. <laughs> Hey, we posted the uh, videos of Baxter uh, cavorting in the snow at the website yet? Well, we'll deal, uh, do it later. Thousands of views on Twitter. It broke the internet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, also, there's another. Oh man, I forgot to mention today was uh, yesterday was a big day in my life. Any any day a man gets to buy a machine is a big day. And I bought a snowblower yesterday. Oh, oh yeah, threw it into action. Oh God, it was great. Throwing that snow like I'm some sort of superhero. <laughs> Out of my way, snow, I said. Uh, that's good. It's loud, too, and it makes grinding noises. So, very exciting. Speaking of exciting, the headline is FBI seizes over 3,000 penises during raid at morgue employees' home. Houston area mortician. Jack, I want you to see the mugshot of this guy. All right. Take a quick look. Come on over here. There's a. Uh, mugshot of the uh, alleged perpetrator. <laughs> All right, see. You know, I see that guy in the coffee shop. You know what I think? <laughs> what do you think? That's the kind of guy that's hoarding deceased penises. Yeah, yep. Over 330, 178 of them, as a matter of fact, except that this story is fake. Oh! It's, uh, it, it makes the rounds of the interwebs every so often. and um, That's one of the most interesting things about the fake story genre. And, is, and you can look it up on Snopes, and they've usually got the background of all of these, is every couple of years, there's a certain number of stories that they just, like, I don't know who puts them out there. Does it happen organically? Is, or is there a guy with a file that says, oh, it's March 2018. <laughs> it's time to put out the gangs will slash your ankles as a ritual, urban legend. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's mostly organic at this point. But interestingly enough, the freakazoid <laughs> whose mugshot is used. Of course, you know, he didn't do that because nobody did. What is uh, that? I wonder what that guy actually did, though. I'm about to tell you. Uh, okay. Because that's what I wondered, too. Um. The video or the image actually shows one Eric Batchelor who was arrested in 2011 for violating his parole. 
by piling his hair on his head and having a wandering eye, apparently. But uh, I've never had a mug shot. What are you going to go with if you ever have to get a mug shot? Smile. Big smile. Seems pretty unlikely. Cops I'm gonna... are going to tell me not to smile. I'm smiling big because I've seen the smiling mug shot. And you think, yeah, it doesn't look like such a bad guy. <laughs> if you look all guilty and angry and sad and stuff, that's terrible. Well, that's bad for your look. You obviously can't say, I don't like that mug shot. Can we take one again? But who is it? You or Marshall have the story. You're going to be able to do that on your driver's license. Yeah. yeah. And how has that technology not been around before? Two as words. long as it looks like you. Nutscaping. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's oh, mostly boy. It's government employees, so they don't yeah. give a crap. But the idea that you're stuck for two to 20 years, however long it is you keep your driver's license with a horrible picture, is ridiculous. Mm. My wife had a driver's license picture she says is the best picture she's ever taken. Driver's license before last. God, that's that's a one in a thousand. And she was shot. so happy with it. I mean, it was spectacular. You end up on the cover of a magazine with that picture for a driver's license photo, and she wanted to hang on that for as long as she could. But at right. some point, they had to make her move on to a new picture. I tell you what, that's like uh, taking a picture of your kid in their Halloween costume and accidentally catching Bigfoot in the background. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's a one in ten thousand shot having a great driver's license picture. But why wouldn't you at least get? I t- all right, here, you go over there, take 10 selfies, give me the one you like. You know, something like that. Otherwise, that you know, you got one eye half open, you're opening your mouth to say, am I close enough to that? <laughs> and, and then it, next. But I was talking, next. Yeah, why don't they do a burst? Okay, which of these 10 do you like? That one, okay? It's, press a button, and then that's your photo. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's coming up in uh, various uh, places. <laughs> you guys take enough freaking pictures already? Oh, hey, Tiger got second place in a big tournament yesterday. He's back. Tiger Woods the golfer? Yes, that's right. Oh, he's back just in time for Augusta National, was he, the Masters. Was he competing against real golfers? Yes. Oh, yeah, it was a serious tournament, yeah. Uh, and but, but he didn't control his irons well, Jack, and that'll really haunt him at Augusta. Back right. to me. So, listen, <laughs> we reported uh, not long ago about this uh, uh, 32-year-old January Netherland, who's a bit of a skanky-looking broad, uh, overly tan. She was the Bend, Oregon woman who was charged with leaving her daycare charges unattended while she went to the tanning salon. How how young were these kids? Not that it matters, but... From six months to four years old. Not only that. Wow. She forced the children to take medicine to induce sleep before she would go to the tanning salon or to the gym. Actually, if you're going to leave my kid, I'd rather you did put them to sleep before you left. Uh, Probably, I like my chances better, but I don't like either one of those opportunities very much. There are also kids hurt through her negligence and the rest of it. I'd kill her. She has shown no remorse after being confronted multiple times by multiple sets of parents. But she is tan, right? In court, the (laughs) the tan skank apologized, telling families she had failed them and let them down. Yeah, well, the authorities said, yeah, yeah, you pretty much did. How do you feel about 21 years, you tan skank? Wow, 21 years. 21 years and four months in prison. What's What's the crime? Well, she drugged a bunch of kids and left them alone. So um, she's got a, a number of charges against her. Mm. Um, quite a few felonies. God, Re- what, reckless what, tanning. You can't drug somebody else's children, then neglect them, it turns out. What's the background process for hiring somebody at this job? I, I find it hard to believe that she doesn't have something in her prior life that indicated she was a wackadoo. You don't just all of a sudden have this kind of judgment. She took out a business license for Little Giggles Daycare in 2010, but it lapsed in 2012 and was never renewed, but Mm. nobody checked, evidently. Right. Well, I understand that. 
She was on a list of subsidized child care for students at Oregon State University, even though she had no license and drug kids and went away. So that's a nice, uh, nice program there. Hey, does anybody know what the Stormy Daniels story is in 60 Minutes? I saw, saw some references to that. Uh, there's the some Trump lawyers, I believe, are are considering filing legal action to stop the story from airing. So it's been done. I believe the Anderson interview- Cooper did the interview with Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Yes, I believe that happened the, over the weekend. And they chose not to air it on 60 Minutes last night because there's legal pushback? Or? They... I, d- I don't know why they, but it was never supposed to air yesterday. Okay. Even when the, okay. in the even in the initial re- announcements that they were doing this, it was going to be aired in in weeks to come. Uh, I was going to say maybe that explains the forty minutes on horse cloning they bored me with last <laughs> night. What um, the hell, I get it. They're cloning horses. They're pretty. Yeah, it's interesting. The media, a couple of the uh, the big news shows yesterday morning. I think all of them mentioned it, and some of them went big with it. And. Uh, Howard Kurtz on his show on Fox said, I just don't think much of America cares about this story. If anything comes of this, I'll be shocked. Nothing is going to happen. Except she might get, be sued for uh, violating their agreement. Breach of contract. I don't think anybody's surprised by it. Uh, there's nothing there. You're listening to the Armstrong and the Getty Show. Great news coming.